Welcome to a Skin Depth Convo. I'm Anna Kagaragis. This is a show focused on educating and inspiring all those in the skincare and beauty industry. While questions remain on what the future holds for the industry, we're hoping to shed some light and provide information to help those during these tough times. As always, we have our two expert hosts, part of the founders of Lyra Clinical, Metaxia Delikas and Francine Kagarakis. But today we're also joined by a very special guest. I am honored to welcome the 50th Lieutenant Governor of California and the first woman elected to the office, Lieutenant Governor Eleni Kunalikis. Thank you so much, Lieutenant Governor, for taking the time out of what must be an incredibly busy schedule to join us today. Well, thank you, Anna. I'm very happy to be here with you guys. It really means a lot. And first off, we, w- we do want to commend you and Governor Gavin Newsom as California took swift course of action when the COVID-19 pandemic first hit. We know the numbers are changing daily, but what can you tell us about California's trend at this time and what do we know about the virus? Well, first of all, let me just say it's great to be with all of you because I think that uh, most pe- people are realizing how important all of our beauty salons and hairdressers and manicure pedicures your places, how much these places mean to us, um, there's social elements to them. Um, but of course, we care about the way that we look. And, and it's a big part of the service industry in the state of California. And it's been really hard. It's hard for people to live without those services. But it's also been really hard on the people in the industry. Because as we know, the economic situation has been difficult. So I'm very happy to be with you. In terms of how we're doing in California, It is an exceptionally good outcome relative to what we thought might happen. Great tragedy to lose over 3,000 Californians during this time. Uh, We've had about 3,300 fatalities. The virus is continuing to claim lives in this state. But the projections that we were working off at the beginning really showed a much more dire situation. But our stay-at-home order was early. People took the initiative to abide by it, and it's given us time to prepare and to understand how the virus works well enough that now we're going to be able to enter into the phases of reopening, having saved uh, what surely amounts to tens of thousands of lives. We want to thank you again, Lieutenant Governor Kunalikis, for being with us today. It means so much to us. Thank you. But as California is currently in phase two, and all these wonderful beauty professionals are out there, they're adapting by being in contact with their clients a little more. They're doing virtual consultations with their clients. They're selling products curbside. Do you have any advice for these estheticians moving forward? Well, first of all, I think that for all of us, we should feel empowered by what we've done in slowing the spread of COVID-19. I think that recognizing what we accomplished as a state can give us, I think, the confidence that we can handle the next phase, which is the difficult outcome of the challenges economically, um, but also what it's going to take to be able to reopen. So the circumstances that you're talking about, the ingenuity that people have shown in figuring out, okay, how can I keep a heartbeat of my business going? How can I continue to be there for my clients and show them that we have a 
that we care about our customers and our clients. So the kinds of things that have been happening to continue to consult, to do that curbside drop-off and service, that's really inspiring, really terrific. We, we really should be proud of it. But at the same time, we also know it's not going to be enough. And we have to continue to combat the challenges of this pandemic and give support to businesses as we work to get back to some semblance of normal through these reopening yeah. phases. We know as estheticians that we are in the beauty industry and we are classified as a phase three. Why is that? Why are we classified as a, as a phase three? Well, thank you for asking. And as you noted, there are, well, there are four phases to the response to the pandemic. Phase one, stay at home order, only essential workers going to work. Um, on the other end of the spectrum is phase four, which is when we have a vaccine and really truly things can get back to normal. Phase two and three are essentially what are the jobs that are not necessarily essential, but where we can get people back to work and we know that they're fairly low risk. So manufacturing jobs where people can have protective gear and be more than six feet apart those kinds of jobs, we really feel that we can get people back to work and do it safely, relatively easily with some basic precautions. Phase three are things that are a little bit harder to have social distancing and rely on those protocols. And certainly when you're talking about the kind of physical contact that comes into play with the beauty industry, it's natural that it would be included in phase three because it's very hard to cut someone's hair or to give them a facial without coming into close physical contact with them. Having said that, during today's press conference, the governor uh, noted that you know, with phase two reopenings underway across the state, we are not months away from phase three, we are weeks away from phase three. Now, I just want to be clear that there's no foolproof protocol to make sure that someone does not contract the virus. For instance, I was talking to my mother today and I said, yes, I know that the mall nearby is going to open up at the end of the week. She lives in Placer County and they're moving forward with further into phase two. I know it's open, but I don't think you should go for a few more weeks because you're a high risk person. So I really think it's important for you to stay home for a few weeks and make sure that these reopenings work and work safely because she is too high risk to take any kind of a chance. So that's what I, I think it's important for people to know is that we have to be extremely careful as we go into these phases. Now for the beauty industry, what I think would be helpful for people to be thinking about is some of the protocols that are being used in clinics and hospitals because if you look at the data that's coming out of our hospitals, we are actually doing a better and better job all the way at making sure that doctors and dentists and nurses are able to be in close physical contact with the patient without getting sick. And I know, again, we're not talking about essential or non-essential. We're talking about protocols. So beyond possibly just masks, you know, there are um, plastic shields that give an additional level of protection. I think that's something that we should be 
thinking about and, and maybe written into the protocols for the uh, uh, beauty industry. And then things that are, are new to our thinking about places of work, like uh, circulation flow. So one of the things that we know is that the if people are in close proximity for an extended period of time, that creates an additional risk. But if the windows are open, if the doors are open, if fans are on, that air circulation can make a big difference in creating a more secure environment. So I think those are some of the protocols that are going to be coming, coming to the fore with the phase three reopening. And let me just say once again that there's no magic wand. This is going to be a process that we all commit ourselves to in order to do everything we can to get people back to work and get uh, life back to normal as much as possible while not threatening our safety. And so the more that people take, employers and, and estheticians take that personal responsibility to really think through how they can implement the protocols in a way where they can feel confident that they won't get sick, that their customers won't get sick, and we won't be in a situation where we have an outbreak, a, a major outbreak with community spread that undermines everything we've done to get here. And as our industry is reopening in phase three, we're expecting new guidelines. Is there any assistance for any of these business owners and these professionals to help them reopen? Yes, there are quite a few. And I wrote some of them down here because I don't want to miss anything in case your viewers are really, I know there are a lot of folks in the industry who don't, still don't know where to go to get assistance. I, I will say everything I'm going to talk about is on our state website. It's covid19.ca.gov. It's really comprehensive, really easy to use. And a lot of small business owners, independent contractors are finding the assistance they need on the website. But I want to uh, go through a couple of them that I think are particularly important. First of all, you may have heard of PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program. So if you have employees who work for you, you can apply uh, to get a grant, not a loan, but a grant to continue to make payroll and not terminate your employees but get support from the federal government through the CARES Act in order to be able to keep your employees on your payroll for the course of the next few months. And they're looking at an expansion of this program through this next phase called the HEROES Act. Uh, so that's very important, the PPP if you have employees. There are also, through the CARES Act, uh, loans available called the Economic Injury Disaster Loan and Advance. Another excellent resource for small business owners. Now for California, we have our own version of that called the Small Business Disaster Relief Loan Program. That's through the iBank. So that's not a federal program. That's a state program that we have funded okay. and people can apply through that program as well. Now for independent contractors, which we know so many people in the industry are, a couple of really important programs 
the most important one I want people to know about is called the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program, the PUA program. It's really important because if you're an independent contractor, you've got a chair in a beauty salon, you can't get unemployment insurance, you are eligible for the Pandemic Employment Assistance, PUA. Very important and many people in the beauty industry have been taking advantage of that program. And then through our uh, website, you can find other resources and information about both how to get the assistance and also how to begin the process of reopening. That's a lot of great information, a lot of great resources, and we'll make sure to include that on the link of the show page as well. Now, right. California is an interesting state because of its size and demographics, and because of that, we're seeing different counties progressing through all these phases at different times, which can be pretty confusing. So where can people go to see their different guidelines during the remainder of this pandemic? So that's really important because, for instance, I mentioned Placer County, my mother, the mall is opening. I was on a call with uh, the mayor of San Francisco's office today. The mall there is not opening. So every county is different uh, and rural counties are definitely moving faster. But again, Roseville Mall, which is my mother's mall, is in a more densely populated area of a rural county. So what people should do is go to the website of their county, and that is where they will be able to find specific information of how, uh, of what phase their county is in and what the protocols of reopening look like for them. It is really important that you know what the guidelines are for the county where you are living. So the state is uh, creating these baseline requirements, and every county is working to tailor those specifically to the profile of the county where they live. So about 22 counties, we're 58 counties in the state of California. A few days ago, it was 17 counties. Now it's up to 22 counties have moved further into phase two. But again, the remaining counties are behind and moving toward it, but at a different at a different pace. You know, this is very difficult to predict, but would you say we're going back to normal or is there a whole new normal? Oh, that's a really good question. I, I think in many ways, it's a whole new normal. I, I think there's no question about that. I, you know, there are technology companies who've told their employees that if they want to work from home remotely indefinitely, they can which is remarkable. So I think that there are parts of our economy that really will not be the same. Um, in many ways, the way that the digital revolution has changed everything, including the fact that we can do a podcast like this so simply uh, on a laptop, it has really moved us forward faster. I think that maybe some of these adaption to new technology would have happened anyway, but the COVID crisis has pushed us uh, uh, into the future faster. I will say this though, you know, there are some things that I can only imagine are going to continue to be done face to face. And your industry is one of those industries. It's hard to imagine how you can get your hair cut, how you can get your treatments, how you can engage in the kinds of services that come 
through the beauty industry without being in proximity. So my guess is that more than ever, people are realizing how important the industry is to them in their daily life. And it will be one of the industries that changes in terms of the need for jobs in the industry will probably change less. I know in my case, I had to order my skin cream online. I usually pick it up at the counter when I go in for treatment, but I'm waiting for the moment that I can go back and get yes. my hair done. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Like everybody. My husband has asked me this morning, he said, look, if I show you, do you think you could try to cut my hair for me? It's getting really long. So we'll see. I'll report back and let you know how that goes. I'm, I'm a little worried about it. But I think that people are really, really anxious to be able to get back into yes. their routine, to take care of themselves. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing that our society cares about our personal grooming habits and takes pride uh, in the way that we look. And I think that that cuts across all income levels and that it's a way that uh, rituals that make us feel good about ourselves. And frankly, we just enjoy. Well, looking at your skin, you have beautiful skin <laughs> besides your Greek heritage. <laughs> but is there any type of beauty tips you could give our audience? Because like you said, when you look good, you feel good. It's all part of that emotional feeling that you need. And especially now with our industry, we are a touchy-feely industry and we can't do some of the services that we were offering before. What is a tip that you could you know, pass on to our audience? Sure. Well, yes, I am Greek American and I do consume a large quantity of olive oil. Uh, oh, yes. I don't know if that helps my skin, but it seems to it seems to be something that Greek women can share. I don't know if it's genetics or the olive oil. Uh, but I will <laughs> tell you this, I, I, I do have one. I'm a big believer in sleep. I think um, it's incredibly important to get eight hours of sleep at night. I think it's important for your mental state. I think it's important physically. And I think it helps the way you look. I think it helps rejuvenate your skin and your body at night when you sleep. And if there's one thing that our you know, overworked, overstressed, tired society, I hope is getting a little bit, you know, a silver lining to this to this crisis is that I hope people are able to get their eight hours of sleep right now and realize how important it is to be well rested. The other thing is, I just think it's incredibly important to moisturize and wear sunscreen. Very nice. I have to agree with you. You hit the major parts of skincare, you know, getting sleep at night, the proper amount of sleep. That's when your skin repairs itself and keeping your skin hydrated and protected. You are definitely a good esthetician. <laughs> <laughs> Besides the lieutenant other, governor. And one thing that we also did during this time, we had to get innovative ourselves. Yes. And what we did is hand sanitizers are very, very important. So we put a little secret ingredient in ours, which is mastica, mastica oh, oil wow. from wow, the island of Hios. It, it, and they're doing so many medical studies right now all over the world about our mastica. And we now have the mastica oil in with the alcohol. Incredible. And so it is very unique and very nice. I, I'm a big fan. It, it is a magical thing, mastica. And I certainly know the stories, it's, you know, from Hios and it doesn't grow anywhere else. It, it's a, it is an amazing and ancient thousands of years they've been growing. Yes. 
That's marvelous. Well, thank you. Thank you all so much. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Well, we thank, thank you so you much for taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule right now. I know how busy and stressful it must be right now, but thank you so much for joining us. And again, all the links I will include on the show notes also. So it's covid19.ca.gov. Thank you, Lieutenant Governor. And I like as we appreciate this very, very much for taking the time. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you again you from all, all of us. Again, a big thank you to the Lieutenant Governor Eleni Kudalikis for joining us today. A lot of great information that she provided people who are really getting hit hard right now economically. Listening to her, there's hope, and I'm really happy that she spent the time to kind of give us some information. So we should kind of review some of the programs that she had mentioned. And I'd like to talk about the PPP, which is the Payroll Protection Program. I think that will help some of the employers keep the employees on their payroll. I know there was a first wave and a second wave, but I would definitely have some of the larger employers check about that because it'd be great to keep people off the unemployment lines as much as we can. Right. And the second one we have to talk about is the CARES Act. And the California version of that is the PUA, the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance. This is part of the EDD, the Employment Development Department. And this is great because it helps unemployed business owners, people who are 1099, self-employed, independent contractors who usually are not eligible for unemployment, but now they're able to file. So it's very, very important in our industry for everyone to make sure that they do file because right now we're going through a difficult time. So a PUA is something very important. Actually, for beauty professionals. And I actually have to agree with you, Fran, because I think the majority of our accounts are self-employed, mm-hmm. are independent and a 1099. So I think it'd be really cool to, to have some kind of assistance because they weren't planning for this. It was never part of something that you could project or plan ahead. So I'm really glad for the PUA. It might be also something helpful when you're preparing to go back because, again, we've talked about this multiple times about, you know, you also now have to buy things to prepare your shop to make sure it's sanitary for customers, whether it's hand sanitizer, whether it's masks, some way to protect yourself, protect others. You need to keep that in mind when it comes to reopening. So hopefully that can help in the long run as well. Yes. And then they do need to buy their PPE before they open up and before we get to phase three. Yep. So we're all waiting on that right now. Phase three, that next one right now here in California. I know it's kind of going slow, uh, depending on what county you're in right now. And uh, we're all over the place, all over the U.S. So We're just kind of taking it one day at a time. Absolutely. And then there's one more, the EIDL, Economic Injury Disaster Loan. This falls under the SBA loans. And that's also very important for any of the uh, spas, salons, clinics. So it's very important for them to know businesses are able to get this help also. Again, it's the Economic Injury Disaster Loan under mm-hmm. SBA. It's under SBA, which mm-hmm. means it's a loan, SBA loan, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And again, if you want to find out more information, all you have to do, search the CARES Act online. You go to the home.treasury.gov. Also to find some more information if you're looking for one of the federal programs. If you're in California, check out covid19.ca.gov. That has all the information that you need also for the PUA and any other assistance at this time because I know a lot of you are hurting out there and we're hoping that this podcast can help provide information during a difficult time. Well, it was great, Anna, for bringing this all together for us. We really appreciate it. I mean, having somebody in the government kind of giving us guidance is really nice. We appreciate that you got in contact with her and had give us the opportunity to at least ask her the questions that are valuable for our industry. 
And again, a thank you to Lieutenant Governor Kunalikis. We appreciate all your help at this time, and we are all looking forward to going back to work with a new normal. It sounds like they're really pushing to help the economy right now. Obviously, the health of everybody's important right now, but they know the importance of getting people back on their feet. But thank you again. And again, if you have any questions for us at a Skin Depth Convo, go to skindepthconvo at lyraclinical.com. That's skindepthconvo at lyraclinical.com. Just want to say thank you again for joining us. We also want to get uh, for the second to that, thank you again for Lieutenant Governor Kunalakis for all her efforts to help the state. She needs it really badly. And thank you both for your expert advice on everything so far. Uh, I know, again, it's a tough time, but we'll all get through this together. And keep on listening to a Skin Depth Convo. For all of us here, I'm Anna Kagarakis. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk soon. Lyric Clinical takes today's skincare to the next level. Using cutting-edge technology and the best high-quality ingredients, Lyric gives you brighter, healthier, younger-looking skin. With award-winning products, advanced education, and innovative skincare philosophies, Lyra Clinical is redefining aesthetics and offering superior products and treatments that produce remarkable results. It's beauty from the inside out. Be bright, be beautiful, Lyra Clinical.